Do we need a cold open for this, or? Um, I have one. Oh, no. No, no, it's fine. It's just going to be the Draft the Universe first anniversary draft stav- draft stravaganza. Draft stravaganza. Draft stravaganza. I'm sure it's not you saying this. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that him mispronouncing it could make the entire cold open. So let's let's just go with that. <laughs> okay, so without any more rehearsal and doing it as fastly as you can, let's just get right into it. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you setting me up for failure. It's what I it's what I do here. Yeah. Can I get some party noises? Some like celebration? Some background? <laughs> a little less than a little. Wait. Oh, like, I, I want it in the background. What's, what's, what's the sound of rolling up a twenty dollar bill? Hey, you got the stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't Ben. All right. Ah, tuna. Yeah. Mm. Rub a little on your gums. Yeah. Oh. So here we are at the uh, it's chicken of the sea. The draft. <laughs> the universe draft stick. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, you want to be a little, uh, a little more focused? <laughs> um, mm. we're so successful. We've made it one year in the podcasting world. That puts us in the top ten percent of podcasts. So naturally, it's going straight to our heads. Yep, through our noses and our draft stravaganza. Draft stravaganza. One year, we did it. Ooh. The first annual of many. Extravaganzas. Yeah. Next year, guest hosted with Tony Danza. Ooh, ooh. So draft ooh. the universe draft extravaganza with, with Tony, Tony Danza. Danza. Maybe we can snort garbanzo beans. That's there's not a lot of things that yeah. continue that rhyming scheme. <laughs> so I thought maybe. Well, we need to fix the Soft meter. Rhyme. We need to fix the meter so it's the draft the universe draft extravaganza with Tony Danza, pronounced in the stanza. Oh, okay. Oh, like like poetry straight from Afghanistan. Wait, Afghanistan? Afghanistanza. That's. I've, I've made this very hard on myself. <laughs> ben, I think you should cut back on the tuna. All right. <laughs> Theme song! So, welcome, Internet, back to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where, for the last year, we have been picking a topic, picking our favorite, and then fighting to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And there was actually a brief, like, two-episode thing where we were actually doing it to the death. It just ended up being evil robotic versions of ourselves which i don't think is something that we envisioned would happen when we started this podcast one year ago no well as quickly as episode zero went off the rails i wouldn't have bet against it (laughs) fair enough i don't know what you guys are talking about it's fine um (laughs) so we have a special episode today i know i'm real excited Um, this time on a very special episode of Draft the Universe. Way, way back in the 19... 19- oh, no one else is going to get that joke. Um, So, <laughs> what on, I've done... On, hold on a second. It's a clone high joke. No, no, no. no. 
tell your joke. No, that was, that was the joke. joke. Okay, I didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, it's here's, a clone high joke. Thing. Nobody's going to get that joke. It's kind of our brand right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Although Lord and Miller are having what well, actually be careers. a good year. Yeah. They got kicked off of Solo, but then they released uh, Into the Spider uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which is the best superhero movie of the year. So. And they've got a Lego Movie 2 coming out soon, yes, too. They do. Yep. Good is, for them. I wonder if they're going to do like a everything is more awesome now. <laughs> Everything's sure. more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it right now. If they steal that idea, they owe us money. <laughs> so that movie comes out in like two weeks. So I'm sure they've got time to go and add it in. Oh, you know what's something? Get Tegan that, and Sarah back. You know what's something that has happened recently? Hmm. Um, because I'm going to guess it's because of the, the, let's call it political um, disorganization in our country. A an extension to the copyright protection uh, uh, acts that have been going. Basically. Oh yeah. So basically for the first time um, since 1927, I think or the la- it's the first time since the 1990s since stuff the 1990s. from the twenties is now yes. something some stuff domain, from the 1920s is going to be entering the public domain this year. That includes Mickey mouse and Batman who are <laughs> becoming official characters on this podcast <laughs> just so long as they do not have the traits of any of their future incarnations, just the original ones, which means that Mickey is just going to be black and white, totally silent, uh, piloting a steamboat around the bunker, so you really won't experience that as a listener. Um, and Batman so is going to run around shooting people? We're going to yeah. run around shooting people. Um, okay. Yeah. And we can do mashups, like, I am the knight! Ha ha! Actually, that Swear vo- to me! Actually, so, so Ben, <laughs> that um, that voice actually comes from a much later incarnation of Mickey Mouse, so it kind of puts us in some legal uh, hot water. Um, but uh, by mashing them up, I've securely placed us in parody, so we're good. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Because because that's that's a thing that is very well defined in court, and we 100%, have we have yeah. a lot of protection on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Totally going to be okay. So things that are going to be better than okay are this episode. Because right. we're playing a variation of our normal game today. Really, Jafar? Tell so, us more about it. So what I've done... Because you are the only one who knows. We have... <laughs> Chris and I legitimately have no idea what's going on today. Now, that's not terribly different from regular, because normally Jafar is the person who is telling us who is going against who, who is going first. The score... Um, in fact, I would say that's probably the, the, the reason that we know Jafar to be a morally upright person is because he has come in second place so many god times, and he keeps the score. So he could have at any point decided that he was done with being in second place, <laughs> and uh, just uh, he could have solved that for himself. All right. So what we have in front of us in a original iPod, Ooh. right? If we just... Per- Crack open the back here, just guys. We can we can put in sound effects, but if we do fully work on on the recording, then we can't <laughs> because then we have to try and like filter out the sound effects that we're making with our mouths. It's like like it's you and McGregor with his lightsaber noises. Yeah, <laughs> we can do better than you and McGregor. So, um, and in this side of this iPod, we have. 15 draft picks, not criteria waiting for us. Okay. And what these draft picks are, are they are things over the last year that we have drafted and then never used in a debate. Oh no. They're back. Mm. 
Those are things I normally drafted that I had no real thoughts on, but they fit a theme. Yep. Okay. Um, well, that should be fun. I mean, we, we, we don't usually go back to the well. I'm just... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go back to the well very frequently. That's all we do here. <laughs> um, so, we can go ahead and get started. All right. Um, the first match is going to be Ben versus Jaffer. So we'll each pick one, and then Chris is going to tell us our criteria. Okay. Just going to reach in here, grab one, this guy. How is you two already on this? <laughs> I got one of my picks. Mine is from 90s action movies. I got Air Force One. Ooh. Mine is from the Captain's Draft. I got Wayne Gretzky. Ooh. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so Air Force, that was the one with Harrison Ford, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, uh, it was. All right. <clears throat> William H. Macy. Mm-hmm. Strategy Corner. Plot a strategy with your pick as the topic of the week. The most memorable wins. We are bringing back a thing uh, for this one that uh, you might not remember if you didn't start at our very first episode, which you can't be faulted for, um, <laughs> which is that at the very beginning, we did this entire... Uh, we did it for a while. We did it for a while. We did this entire shtick as one episode instead of splitting it into two. And then we started splitting it and occasionally went to three. And then <laughs> we had a conversation and... <laughs> We did. We just we took a fucking machete to the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> taped it back together into the sleekest, uh, slimmest, most meanest version of the podcast that you now know today. But Strategy Corner was one of those things that got lopped off and left on the floor, <laughs> along with uh, wild cards. Yeah, wild cards. We those, just, those, they might come back. <laughs> well, yeah, they're wild cards, Jafar. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, and then. Three criteria or three uh, topics per criteria. I'll just say three this. criteria per debate. Yeah, yeah. Three man, that was exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say this though: for a podcast that plays Calvin Ball as basically its principal, um, <laughs> wild cards are the Calvin Ball of our Calvin Ball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're very vaguely defined. Okay, uh, well, starting with Ben, then Ben. Plot a strategy with your pick as the topic of the week most memorable wins. So the Air Force One draft, I think the big part of this is going to be, do you start with Harrison Ford or do you start with Gary Oldman? Okay. And my thought process going in that is you have to take Harrison Ford first pick because you forget how much movie is left in in uh, Air Force One after Gary Oldman dies. Mm -hmm. He dies about with about 40 minutes left in that movie. And so that's 40 minutes of movie that you have, you know, Harrison Ford action scenes, but no Gary Oldman. So that's where I'm starting from. Got to make sure I get my William H. Macy. Uh, Got to make sure I get uh, the guy from 24 who turns out to be the last bad guy. Uh yeah, there's lots of lots of really good that guys in that movie. Wow, that was succinct. I guess we've all learned. I guess you've. Well, I guess you've learned. I've learned a lot in the last year. Excellent. Okay, Jaffer. 
Okay. So we've got the Wayne Gretzky draft. Yes. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot you can do with the Wayne Gretzky draft. Well, um, you could have a strategy where you draft um, all of his... He's got 61 NHL records he okay. holds. So you can uh, do something with that. Um, that's not the direction I'm going to go, though. Um, although there are some records held in the direction I am going to go, which is I'm going to draft teams that he was either the captain or coach for or the executive director of. So I'm going to take the 2002 Winter Olympics Canadian team as my first pick. Okay. Um, which won the gold medal um, under his executive direction. And then I'm going to keep picking teams that he was either the captain of when they won the Stanley Cup or something along that mm-hmm. is the strategy. Okay. Well, if you're having Gretzky problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got number 99 problems, but your pick ain't one. Hmm. Uh, if you could, but the number 99 is retired. Sorry. I know, because that, that's the number he wore. League-wide. <laughs> All right. Um, our strategy corners never ran that short. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> they definitely did. Your guys' were both like, I'm not going to disclose anything in case somebody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? The comedy of most of my strategies unfolded as the draft happened. You're just going to have to wait and see my strategy (laughs) if everything works out how I'm planning. Jafar was much more arch with his strategy corners. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the reason that strategy corner didn't stick around is because basically it allowed us to like kind of ruin the punchlines of a couple jokes that we were about to tell. Um, (laughs) It was really anticlimactic. Um, It was. Yeah, so... All right, Chris, pick a winner. Um, this is real tough. One of you guys chose Harrison Ford mm-hmm. as your first pick. The other chose a Canadian hockey team. <laughs> a, a gold medal winning Canadian yes. hockey team. Yes. Well, I mean, a Canadian hockey team. The gold that, is that, implied. The, the gold is implied. Um, how many times have you seen an American hockey team on a box of Wheaties is all I'm saying. Um, a, bu- a bunch. Yeah, especially the women's. Yeah. The women's hockey team. I've I've never seen. When was the last time you looked at a box of Wheaties? I don't eat a, I don't eat Wheaties. Yeah, okay. there we go. <laughs> this is really close. I think so. Um, Jafar, before the podcast, you shared a little bit of information. Um, most of these picks are coming from our third and fifth. Yeah. So all of the picks. There were no picks in the second or fourth round that we didn't use yeah. from the 15 episodes I pulled up. Yeah. So, clearly what this says is that our first and second picks were pretty good uh, picks. There is a first overall pick in that pile. Yeah. yeah. But a handful of times our first overall picks were very jokey. It's yes. true. Um, so, to be honest, I think that based on this, the strength of of his second pick, William H. Macy, who is a treasure, um, I'm going to give this one to Ben. Um, it hurts me not to give this to Canadian hockey. Um, it is my home and native land. Is but, it still? Because they might disown you for this. You <laughs> might lose your dual citizenship over this, Chris. <laughs> Are you kidding? Canada respects freedom of speech. No, <laughs> Trudeau is like, fuck that guy, slam. <laughs> Trudeau would probably challenge me to a friendly ice hockey match. Uh, A game of pogs, I believe. You guys are old friends (laughs) there. That's right. (laughs) Can I just say that I have the strangest feeling of arousal at the idea of playing a game of pogs with Justin Trudeau? (laughs) I mean, you can mention it, sure. (laughs) 
don't know what good it's going to do you. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, William H. Macy is going to take the gold on that one. All right. Um, so congratulations, Ben. All right. The next match is Jafer versus Chris. So let's go ahead and reach in here and grab one. Can I just say, though, that the real winner of that was playing Pogs with Justin Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> I want a t-shirt. <laughs> All right, who, who was first? I right, go first. Okay. All right. From fads, I have fidget spinners. Oh, oh yeah. Spin to win. It's right, it's right there, buddy. <laughs> yes. Now that is not Foley work. That is real sound. That is a real fidget spinner we had on the, on the table in the draft fund. <laughs> um, I'm taking from time travel destinations, 600 BC, India, the Buddha's lectures. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so fidget spinners versus Buddha. Okay. Okay. What's our criteria? Crack open a cold one with the boys. Describe a craft <laughs> brew inspired by your pick. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Inspired by our one of our more interesting episodes where we drafted drafts and got very very drunk on podcasts. That happened. That was a, that if, was a if, good time. If, if I'm remembering correctly, and we're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, um, we on that episode got so drunk that we just called it a wash, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes, we all won. We all won <laughs> <Yes>. that one. <laughs> Man, there were some delicious beers and unfortunately sakes. <laughs> I still think that watermelon sake was great once you shook it up. Once you shook it up. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, so my beer, my fidget spinner beer. <laughs> yeah. So it, normally beer comes in six packs. My beer is going to come in two three packs. And they're gonna. It's gonna be like the three things like a fidget spinner has. Yes. It's gonna be those is how the beer will come out, and it's gonna be three beers, right, that are meant to be drank in succession. Okay. So you, when you drink them, you're supposed to commit to drinking three beers. They're not gonna be like full size, big cans, right? They'll be mm. a little bit smaller than normal, maybe ten ounce or eight ounce, um, just for the sake of. Uh, not forcing people to binge drink three beers in one go. Um, if that's your oh, life, though, go for it. How many ounces did you say they would be? Eight, eight or ten. Eight or ten. Instead of twelve, <laughs> we're going to reduce them a bit. Ten. Well, three ten ounce beers is still thirty ounces of beer. Yeah, <laughs> almost enough. That's a lot of beers to drink in a row. Yeah, it's only ten short of a forty. <laughs> so, um, and they're going to be each slightly different flavored, and they're going to be designed to complement each other. So we're going to have the first one be a strawberry wheat beer. All right. Right. So pretty standard, good fruity flavor. And then what we're going to do is we're going to move to a oatmeal vanilla beer that's a bit heartier and has a strong vanilla bean spice flavor to it. Nice. And then the last one is going to be a very chocolatey rich stout. Mm. So they're meant to be drank in succession, like the fidget spinner spins. You drink all three, one, two, three, in a go, and you get the three distinct flavors of Neapolitan ice cream in a beer that you drink inspired by the fidget spinner's continual motion. 
Okay, so you do have to shake all of them up first, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of, like, just, like... Explode them upon your face. I do like the the, the idea, though. <laughs> Chris, hey, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, six hundred BC. So I'm going to be doing six hundred beers. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm thinking of something. Um, you've you've got to kind of represent. You're talking about one of the seminal moments of our our spiritual and intellectual history. Right? Buddha. I'm assuming sitting under a tree. Am I getting that right? That is correct. Sitting under a tree. That is the image. Um, giving lectures, covering wide variety of points, but all of them having to do with uh, fundamental truths about people and the universe. Am I still right so far? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while since I touched up on my Buddha. So, so I think that we got to have something that kind of describes, sets the scene. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking that in order to represent India, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be like a spiced beer. All right. It's gonna be a chai spiced beer. Interesting. Just just a little just a, hit, a little bit of it. It's gonna be an amber with a hit of chai, kind of like a nice warmth to it. I think that in order to represent the Buddha, we're gonna add honey, um, which will add a little bit of sweetness. It blends very nicely with the tea. Honey is something that you put in tea. Kind of like feels very appropriate. Like honey is made by bees. It's very natural. It's got a very beautiful color. It's getting golden, almost enlightenment. And then you need one final note to it um, to kick it up, to kind of like push it up and, and hit that enlightenment to get this beer out of the nirvanic cycle. I don't karmic cycle, karmic cycle. Um, and uh, I'm thinking that that will be. Just at the very end of the of the beer, a little bit of lemongrass. Just like a nice little pop. So, chai, honey, lemongrass. Well, that sounds like a beer that'll help you escape the wheel of samsara, Chris. And I do appreciate that you avoided uh, what I was, I was afraid you were going to fall into and I was going to instantly dock you for if you made it an IPA. Because <laughs> India Pale Ale is not... In any way, well, yeah, an Indian style. <laughs> yes, but, uh, I also avoided doing Earl Grey because it would have been <laughs> a little insensitive. <laughs> yeah, so I do, I do really appreciate now, that. There's 600 of them. <laughs> that was a joke that I made at the beginning. <laughs> okay, because I was thinking about it, and BC is really more of a negative, so it'd be negative 600 beers. Um, I just was curious about that. That's all. It was just for jokes, though. 600 B.C. Beer cans. Mm. Was, as long as it's not a 600 B.A.C. All right, that checks out. dead. Uh, <laughs> or enlightened. That's true. Uh, <laughs> now, Jafer, Probably dead. <laughs> the one thing I have to ask before I can finalize my decision. Yes. The packaging. Yeah. Does it allow for it to be fidget spun? It has to. What's the point otherwise? Okay, well, I was just... There I mean, it, it's, it, I mean, it's not going to spin as good as a fidget spinner. No. But the packaging itself, I mean, having a thing in the center you can grab where the UPC and stuff is, the rings. Okay, I was just... Because, like, Trainwreck doesn't come with a toy train, so I didn't have to assume fidget spinner came with Fair. a fidget spinner. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't recommend spinning it right before you drink, but maybe when you pick it up from the store, give it a little whirl. Okay. And then once you get it home and it's settled. Well, I 
really like both of these uh, these sets of beers. The the Neapolitan ice cream was an interesting touch, but I really really like the sound of Chris's beer. Oh, so I'm gonna go with that one. Cool. Considering that Jaffer is the one who actually makes beer, um, I feel very honored. And Jaffer, we should collaborate. <laughs> yeah, I'd make that beer. I mean, it sounds like a good beer. <laughs> it does. It's he came up with three okay generic sounding beers that I would never have considered to go Neapolitan, but and I'm glad I he also, did. I also want to see that, especially if we can figure out how to make a triple layer float. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I can do that. One, maybe if like the if the the topmost layer is like nitro to like boom. that will help yeah. yeah so the stout layer will be you know we're not gonna I yeah. will literally go on for half an hour about how I can science this to yeah. work but I think instead I'll just try and make it someday yeah mm-hmm. and I will look forward to tasting it all right okay so we've got Chris versus Ben next and then we're gonna hit halftime where we're gonna do something a little different oh okay right. exciting. All right, Chris and Ben, why don't you go ahead and make your picks? All right. All right. Let's see what is on this iPod. It is lots of Coldplay. Cool. So my pick from our recent inventions draft is the Snuggie for Dogs, which I was super pissed that we didn't get around to. (laughs) So I'm really happy for this. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, And from sports, I've got Ach, the Caber Toss. Wait, was ach written? No. Okay, so you added that? I added the ach. Okay. All right. All right, ach, Medinajad. All right. (laughs) For when we draft former Iranian presidents? (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't been uh, the president of Iran for a while. (laughs) Wasn't he a really bad dude? Yeah. As much as any. I can't start a war. I can't start a goddamn beef with Iran. I'm sorry. We're cutting this. All right. And now that Chris has volunteered to edit, (laughs) your criteria is, of your two picks, which gets the rose on The Bachelor and why? Chris? Dogs are a blessing. Yeah. It is often passed around with some levity. That they are too good for us? They are. Okay. They are They are much more than what we usually deserve. Their unconditional love informs us, teaches us how to be more accepting of others. Mm-hmm. Their constant desire for, for pets and snuggles makes us into more affectionate people. Mm-hmm. They have a shortened lifespan, which teaches us to value our time with with our loved ones. It teaches okay. us to care about creatures through the entirety of their life cycle before most of the time, long before we have to deal with, you know, the the birth of our children, the death of our loved ones. And I think that for such a creature that gives us all of these things, why wouldn't we give it a Snuggie for dogs. Well, Jaffer, though, I have one final question, okay. and I, I want to leave it just at this. Jaffer, who's a good boy? Mm. Mm. Okay, Ben? So, getting the rose on The Bachelor. Reality shows are all about finding balance. That perfect balance point 
between being entertaining enough that the, that the uh, producers want to keep you around and not so abrasive and obtuse that the other people on the show hate you and you don't make it to the end. Okay. And what is a better representation of balance than the caber toss? Hmm. A slim, long, very attractive piece of wood that the whole goal is to throw it for a loop, but it ends up straight. Okay. It ends up right where you wanted it to be. Hmm. No matter how, you know, hefty the heave, you want to make sure it ends up straight. All it right. It ends up right where you wanted it to be. Okay. Um, well, this one's pretty easy for me to judge um, because, Chris, you made some excellent points about dogs, but you spoke very little slash none at all about the Snuggie for dogs, which was what you actually picked up. Um, dogs are great. They're a blessing. No arguments. Um, ben actually talked about Caper Toss and The Bachelor. I talk so Ben gets the point. <laughs> <laughs> he was setting the stage, but you could have talked about the lovely fleece, how how warm and cuddly and protected it makes our fine furry friends. Yeah. How if even you though just they clearly a... hate the fact that we're making them wear clothes, <laughs> they look so cute. And how putting clothes on pets should be, you know, a crime. But Snuggy for, for dogs. <laughs> All right. So we're halfway through right now. And I thought it'd be fun to take a break and read some fan mail. Oh, right. Okay. So we've got a couple of letters here in our inbox that I figured we could go through and read. Um, I've also got some other ones. All right. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and uh, start us off. Mm -hmm. um, we got one here from friend of the pod, Seth. All right. Hey, Seth. Hey, Seth. Um, he sent us a message called kudos. It goes, well done, gentlemen, on over a year of podcasting. You has something for everyone. And that's what I appreciate about you, DTU. Uh, Is that what you appreciate about us, Seth? Side note, I think two of you are absolutely amazing. And one of you should be booted from the show and replaced with Lorianne. I'll let you decide who's who is who. Take 20% off the top there, Seth. Long-time listener, first-time caller, Seth. Oh, thank you, Seth. Thanks for writing in, Seth. Did throw a bunch of shade, though. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Against one of us. Don't know which one. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I saw him this morning. <laughs> did he throw in shade at you? <laughs> yeah, he stopped by to, to work out. All right. Oh, okay. All right, Ben, you want to read one of your letters that you sure. got there? I got one from a friend of the show, Aaron. I can't believe it's been a whole year since the first episode of this podcast made an appearance. I admit, I wasn't sure how sold I was on the concept at first, but you gentlemen have taken an idea that could have gone stale pretty quickly and turned it into something great. I always really enjoy podcasts where you can tell the hosts are good friends outside of the show, and your friendship is one of the most enjoyable listens. Aww. Congrats on 52 weeks. And may there be at least 52 more. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. All right, Chris, you got one over there? All right. Um, this one comes to us from our uh, 
probably the closest friend that we have, right? Yeah. I would say the human that we've seen more than other humans the most. Besides each other, because mm-hmm. we're definitely all human. Eh, um, Let's not start that I'm now, Chris. Answer. Anyways, Lorian, <laughs> Lorian Gurley writes, Dear Bunker Boys, it's a Christmas miracle. It seems the commissioner has let me go home. I spent the new year with my family, and I got to go hiking with my friends. Man, the sun is great. Remember the sun? I do. I just barely. I don't really. Um, (laughs) I have a resolution to never get caught in the bunker again. Pretty simple, I think. (laughs) I also wanted to congratulate you on a year of episodes. You've all worked hard, and the show is great. The feel of cool wind on your face and fresh air is great and all, but I hope the commissioner never lets you go. I say that with love. What? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Thanks, Lorianne. Keep it up. Love your biggest fan, Lorianne Gurley. Well, thanks, I guess. Yeah, that's that's fair. We did avoid going to look for her for a pretty long time. Yeah, we did. But we did look for her, and we found her in time for our Turboverse episode. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one quick thing. Our uh, friend of the show, Joe, has once again sent in a request asking us for uh, for us to uh, draft our favorite social programs. You know, talk about all the good they do for the, the community. But that's, you know, that's a little hard to, you know, compare things that help people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have one here from uh, Christina. Hi, short-time listener, first-time emailer. So I listen to a lot of podcasts that put my son to sleep in the car. And I just drive until he wakes up. Wow, that is that is some parenting right there. Good luck. Hopefully he's asleep right now. <laughs> uh, most of them are true crime-based, but this one was recommended to me, and I picked it up uh, as an upswing kind of change <laughs> yeah, of pace. N- nothing like Parent. true crime podcast to put your kid to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I picked it up as an upswing kind of change of pace podcast, and I love it. Turning this on immediately took me back to some late nights and bottles of booze in Mount Pleasant in some old shady apartments. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I really appreciate it. I love it. Please keep making these. And help me stay sane while the baby sleeps in the car. Fire up chips. Christina. Well, fire up. Hopefully he's asleep. Uh, Hopefully he stays asleep for a while. All right. Looks like we've got just uh, two more messages. Yeah. All right, I've got one here. Honey, be sure to bring home lettuce. Also, you've been recording podcasts a long time. Please come home soon. <laughs> Love, Ellen. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, boo. I love you too, and I miss you a great deal, and I'm sorry that Lori Ann doesn't want me to see you. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that did it didn't feel really about like our anniversary though. No. Yeah. No it no it didn't. Okay. Also it's been like a year. You figure she would have asked me <laughs> to let us before now. I mean Yeah. Alright, we got one left, Chris. You wanna read that? Yeah. Um this one is from uh Mariah. Congratulations on your anniversary today. I really enjoy your show. I have a much smaller but still important anniversary tomorrow. If you could give a shout out to Mariah and Chris, I would appreciate it. I think she just made my anniversary with her less important than the show's anniversary, so I guess that's cool. I mean, it's a year anniversary. Yeah. That's true. It's a, it's a biggin. It's a, it is a biggin. And the four-month anniversary is the cheese anniversary, so... That's true. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mariah. I love you. <laughs> 
Aww. All right. Well, then, that was fun. Thanks, everyone, for sending in the viewer mail. We appreciate it, as always. And you can keep sending in viewer mail, and we will totally read it on the air. We have, with literally every single thing that has arrived in that, <laughs> in that inbox, aside from spam. Yes. And actually, not a lot of spam has come through. We've been pretty good about that. I, I clean it out pretty regularly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the only thing we don't read, I guess, is really the uh, bills for hosting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the debates. Jafer versus Ben. Okay. And I've got, oh, the darkness. All right. Uh, from superheroes, I have Squirrel Girl. Oh, that was one of my picks. It was. And uh, from animated films, Finding Nemo. Oh, that was one of my picks. All right. Interesting. These were both things that I thought we would actually talk about um, yeah. in, in the moment. So, And I got two uh, movies so far. Interesting. <laughs> this is also going to be kind of weird um, because the topic... Th- that I have, or the criteria that I have for you is pitch the sexiest, grittiest, weirdest reboot of your pick. Uh. I'm looking forward to yours, Ben. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to go super gritty and we're going to go weird, sexy. Like, stop the pandering, Javer. Well, so <laughs> one, no. <laughs> Two, Continuing, um, what we're going to do here is we're going to take this movie and we're going to use it um, kind of in a similar vein as Lola Bunny, where the character you don't expect to be attractive is attractive in a place you didn't expect it. I'm feeling the beginning of some pandering going on here. So are you familiar with The Fly? Okay, yes, a little bit. (laughs) Okay, so in that movie, Jeff Goldblum is a scientist and he has an experiment where he's going to try and alter his DNA, but a fly zooms into the machine at the last minute and accidentally splices his DNA with a fly, turning him into a terrible monster. Nightmarish. Yeah, it's disgusting. So we're going to do something similar to that, um, where we're going to have our squirrel girl character be a very uh, sexy scientist who is doing an experiment and Somehow, accidentally, a squirrel messes up and the DNA gets involved and she slowly is transforming into a squirrel over the course of the movie. Um, so it's going to be really kind of super dark, grim dark. Um, she's going to be uh, hoarding nuts the entire time. <laughs> and uh, okay. there's going to be a really uh, terrible sex scene in this movie. Um, where you don't see anything because we're, you know, we're keeping it R here. You, no, if keeping it PG-13 here. Say, you can show things if it's R. Um, you can show things if it's PG-13 and it's just squirrels. I'm pretty so, sure that you get to show at least well, five no, or six squirrels fucking in a PG-13 film. So it's like, uh, she's still mostly human at this point, but like her nose has changed and she's got a little tail. Right? Because it, it grad, it's a gradual transformation over the course of the film. And um, Have you seen the graphic, or re- read the graphic novel Black Holes by Charles Burns? 
No. No. It's about teenagers growing tails and other weird mutations. It's really good. It's like okay. one of the prettiest comic books. It's one of the most disturbing comic books you'll ever read. Well, <laughs> I'm going to segue that disturbing notion into this disturbing notion in the sex scene where um, our lead character is having gritty reboot sex. Gritty reboot sex, of with, course. Uh, her significant other who is male um, and her her recent found addiction to collecting nuts ends up becoming a problem for mm-hmm. him. Mm-mm. Yes. No. Yeah, that's terrible. It's what, what was the criteria again? <laughs> Sexiest, nastiest, gritty reboot? Sexiest, weirdest. Oh, re- weirdest? Grittiest okay. re- reboot. Well, that still works. It's pretty gritty. I mean, it, pretty weird. To be clear, it's not teeth gritty. But, but nobody should watch teeth. No. Have you watched teeth? Uh, maybe that's about a girl who has teeth. In yeah, her. I'm. I know the concept. I might have. I don't remember. To be perfectly honest, uh, let's <laughs> let Ben do his green I mean, reboot, and then we can it, talk more. If you about want to it. recreate this experience for yourself, um, go home, open up your fridge, find a, p- a stick of celery, right? Give that celery a nice big crack, and simultaneously hit yourself in the nuts. <laughs> that's kind of more or less the impact that that film has on you as a man. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, hear your reboot for Finding Nemo. Okay. So it is... Sexiest, weirdiest... <laughs> weirdiest. Weirdiest. Sexiest, weirdest, grittiest reboot. So it's the year 20XX. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben the Skanking Banana is there. Yep. Uh, the, the soundtrack is completely ska. Sweet. Uh, I need to put on my hat for this. Okay. To all of our listeners at home, Ben is putting on the banana hat that I got him for Christmas. Yes. So, uh, darkness has fallen over the already dark uh, city of... uh, What what is the city from Finding Nemo? Sydney? Yes. Yeah. Uh, So, it's Neo-Sydney. Okay. Uh, As long as it's Neo. (laughs) Yeah. You see uh, the... uh, the Sydney Opera House, except all of those shells have neon lights around the outsides of it. Oh, that's and, really cool. Uh, the, mu- the the panels shimmer and change in color along with the ska music that's blasting out across everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Has there ever been ska music in the Sydney Opera House? I mean, Amanda Palmer's played there, so I'm going to go ahead and assume it's happened at some it's point. It's got to have happened. Okay. Uh, Calling a shot here, 2020, Ben the Skanking Banana. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is going to play the Sydney Opera House. Okay. Ben's I, I, I would be honored. Um, yeah, 2020 is the year of the skanking banana, uh, <laughs> according to the Draft the Universe uh, horoscope. <laughs> um, oh, we should do that. <laughs> we'll see and it is, now, it is now Nemo's story. Okay. So it's not about Marlin. It's not about Dory. They're, you know... Unfortunately, they're gone. It's the far year of 20XX. Gotcha. And Nemo has raised several clutches of children, you know, so that's where you get the sexy in. You know, he's got his wife. She lays down all of her eggs. He floats over, sprays them. They are born. They disappear. That is very sexy. Yeah. Get that that fish sexy. But Nemo thinks about how exciting his young life was. You know, it was terrifying in its own ways, but he went to the he went to live among the land, you know, the land of the humans. Mm-hmm. He's gone on great adventures to find, you know, Dory. And 
domestic life just isn't giving him the excitement he he thought he was going to have. Hmm. And so he decides there's only one one thing to do. He decides he has to go and join up with the skanking banana and fight evil in Sydney. <laughs> Neo Sydney. Neo Sydney. Okay. Is Neo Sydney underwater because of climate Parts change? Ah. <laughs> All right, and they see the the desolate remains of the Great Barrier Reef, and that's where the villain lives. <laughs> okay. The villain lives underwater so that Nemo can can use his his abilities to their fullest. Okay. All right. Very interesting pitches. Let me take off my hat. Mm-hmm. Um, man, love the skanking banana. Mm-hmm. Love Sydney. Uh, love. How weird Jafar got. <laughs> you can't be the only one to get weird, Chris. I gotta get weird sometimes, too. I've been hoping that you guys would step up, which is why I've been describing myself <laughs> as the weirdest member of our podcast lately. It hasn't been because I think I'm the weirdest and I'm just weirdly flaunting it. I've been trying to inspire you to be weird. You've been egging us on? And it has worked. And Jafar, I'm giving you the point because you went there. Ha! Huh. You pictured a gritty version of squirrel girl as a fucking <laughs> genetic experiment genetic experiment gone wrong um ripping the nuts off of a dude yeah because of the desire to hoard nuts yep sounds like some awful like mashup of the fly and species yeah yeah that's kind of where i was going yeah. and i mean squirrel girl wins so that is true squirrel that's girl true. wins that, now the funny yeah. thing is that squirrel girl on our podcast because she was never used. Undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Although I'm not fine with that Squirrel Girl movie. <laughs> Squirrel Girl movie. Man, that I don't want to see that movie. No. So here's the thing. Squirrel Girl, not nearly prominent enough IP to make a film. That film would destroy that IP for the rest of eternity. <laughs> But man, it would be so good. <laughs> They're actually, she's coming into the MCU. I know they've uh, got the really good TV show with well, her now. Marvel has... Well, there's a, there's a live action TV show she's going to be in. Oh. They're doing um, a new Warriors yeah. TV show. Marvel has enough, um, enough clout now that they can start bringing... Well, I mean, they started off by, by like calling a couple of, of good shots, right? Like, Iron Man was not a top-tier superhero before they, before they launched it, you know? He was cool. People liked Iron Man, um, but they had a couple of much larger. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know. have put Iron Man in the same category as Batman like you do now. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that said, they really screwed up with Inhumans, but we're not talking about that show anymore. <laughs> so bad. All right, Chris versus Jafar. All right. Okay. Let's see what you can find on that first edition iPod. All right. All right, Chris. Um, ben, my pick comes from Deceptions, and I'm gonna have to. Oh boy! I'm gonna have to kind of go back in time, um, replacing somebody with an evil version of themselves. <laughs> and my pick is from the Bond draft, and Ooh. it's from Russia with Love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which replacing somebody is a major su subplot of From Russia With Love. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> funny how that worked out. <laughs> okay. If anybody's ever wondered 
how kayfabe is this podcast? There are parts that <laughs> I will freely admit are a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, this was not rehearsed. This was not picked. It's just a coincidence. It's a fun, it's a fun a, coincidence. Yeah, it's a complete coinkidink. All right. Let's hear that criteria. Man, this pick takes me back. <gasps> Too far back. How does your pick intersect your time travel adventure? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Chris, uh, you go first. <laughs> you might have been wondering, when was Chris replaced? It is certainly the leftover question from that weird period a couple of months ago where the episodes got very meta for a while. And Chris and Jaffer spent an entire two-week period laughing maniacally because they had been replaced with evil robot clones of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but the one lingering question that you might be asking yourself is just how far back? When was the real Chris replaced? You look like you're going to make a guess at when he was replaced. Go ahead. Well, it was at the end of the Horror Tropes draft. We heard it on the episode. Is that true? Yeah, because it was Evil Jaffer at the end of that episode. He's like, I I went to go save Lorianne from the the electric ladies. No, that's... that's <clears throat> that was when Jaffer was replaced with an evil version of himself. But Chris, we don't know when he was replaced with an evil version of himself. Um, I thought it was after the draft draft. It might have been after the draft draft. Chris, Chris was so drunk. Chris was very drunk. I yes, thought, he was. I thought we established that already in canon. But what if I told you that he had never been replaced? What if I told you that time is a circle? That makes sense. That's why clocks are round. Perhaps on the last pass round of this circle, it was a real Chris. Just as weird as usual. Just as inappropriate, just as loving of Dune. But perhaps he achieved something that couldn't be allowed to come to pass. Perhaps somebody went back in time to replace him. And maybe he's been evil the whole time. And you might be asking yourself, but the real Chris came back. He destroyed the evil Chris, who thus then got away. It's a lingering plot thread. You might be wondering, but that was the good Chris, right? Better Chris was what, what I always assumed. The question, Ben, <laughs> the, the question, Ben, is, was that also an evil Chris? It, uh, I mean... It might have been. That is, that is a okay. fear I have had. Okay. That really fucks your throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, from Russia with Love, mm -hmm. Sean Connery. Yes. We're just going to go right into the middle of the movie. He's flying around on the jetpack. It's one of the most iconic scenes in cinema. Right. It's like the first real movie jetpack. He's zooming around, doing his thing, mm -hmm. being James Bond with a jetpack, right? Um, Wait, I need a clarification on something very specific. Yeah. The Rocketeer, was that a film made to look like it was very old, or was it actually very old? It was from the made, 90s. It was from the 90s. It okay. was made to look like it was old. Okay, yes. You are correct. That is the earliest jetpack film. 
<laughs> earliest, I'm, I'm, earliest good jetpack film is, that I'm aware of. There might have been, I mean, not counting like indie small films. I only saw The Rocketeer when I was very young, and yeah. I remembered it looked old, and I didn't know if it was really old. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's set in the 30s. That's why he's able to punch Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm, punch Nazis. So, um, and Timothy Dalton. And Timothy Dalton. So Sean Connery's <laughs> jetpacking around, right? Um, and while he's flying through the air... With he, the greatest uh, of ease. With the greatest of ease. He flies through some clouds, and he feels something kind of weird happen, and he, uh, he dozes off for a moment. And uh, he wakes up, and he's crashing towards the ground, right? He's like, oh no, my jetpack. You know, he, like, he got too high, and he lost consciousness, so he's struggling with his jetpack and trying to fiddle with it. And at the last minute, he kicks it up. And swoops up and catches Jamie. Saves the day. (laughs) (laughs) That's universe travel, Ben, not time travel. Yeah. So, uh, catches Jamie, that's good. Um, So, he, uh, he uh, zooms up, saves you know, saves his own life at the very last second. Very dramatic, and he uh, lands. There's like this big warehouse, right? And part of the roof is busted open because it's an old warehouse. And so he lands in there, and he takes off his jetpack, and he looks around, and he remembers this warehouse from earlier, and it's clear that a significant amount of time has passed, Ooh. and so he's concerned, and then he hears a noise coming from behind a door in front of him. And it's lots of clacking. Just lots of clack, 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 all kinds of clacking. He's just like, what's going on? So he draws his Walther, goes up to the door, and opens it, and sees a bread slicing machine hooked up to a Rube Goldberg machine (laughs) that has just sliced bread, (laughs) and goes, you damn kids, that's right, Sean Connery is time traveling grandpa. He travels travels through time, but he doesn't care about that. We got an origin story. (laughs) That's great. I love the evolving mythos of this character. (laughs) So I have thoughts. Okay, let's Uh, hear them. I don't like evil Chris. Reminds me of the bad times. He he was was sinister and dark. Evil Chris laughed at all of your puns. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but on the other hand, he wore the jetpack and Thunderbolt. Not from uh, Russian with, with Love. You sure? Yeah. Oh. Because it's in the cold open of Thunderball. In the cold open of From Russia with Love, it's the fake James Bond getting hunted by Red Grant. Doesn't he? I could have sworn he has the jetpack in... The, like a normal part of it's not the cold open, but a normal part of the movie. The only Russia gear he gets in from Russia with Love is the suitcase. <laughs> Do you remember the time when we drafted Bond films and collectively watched like goddamn forty hours of Bond films? I watched all of them. <laughs> oh, I know what my brain did. I know what my brain did. Did you ever play the From Russia with Love video game? Oh, <laughs> that, that would that would do it. He All uses right. the jetpack in the From Russia with Love video game, and I got it mixed up. Not even the video game you drafted for that draft. I know. 
A very good game, though. No, well, and a video game that I watched a complete playthrough of so I could be prepared, and then you didn't use it in the draft. Yeah, but what if it's sitting on the table in front of us? It's not. It might be. It might be. It no. might be. It's, it's not. I hope it's not. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's not good. Uh, but uh, you, uh, you do get Willem Dafoe. That's fun. Yeah. Um, but, so now I have to choose between somebody who got a minuscule piece of Bond trivia wrong <laughs> and someone who I think was trying to kill me. Uh, oh, <laughs> the greatest nerd problem ever. <laughs> but we got a time-traveling grandpa backstory, and that wins it. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck you, time-traveling grandpa. <laughs> Keeping the time stream clean. All right. The last match is Ben versus Chris. Okay. I'm working on a theme song for Time Traveling Grandpa, and I'm coming up with little bits of his backstory, and I think that one of the things that he does is go back and prevent other people from killing Hitler so that he can punch Hitler in the face as much as he wants. Huh. Yeah. I did see a funny thing on the internet that what if the Titanic sank from all the time travelers going back in time to try and save the Titanic? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris. I got my pick. Grab one out of there. Okay. Ben, what do you got? From Rock Albums, Born in the USA by Bruce Springfield. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Hold on. Either Jafay wrote this wrong or Ben uh, did a real fun, real funny thing. I I wrote it wrong as a gag. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to catch it. Yes, you 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 straight faced that so hard. I I read what was on the teleprompter. <laughs> yes, it is Bruce Springsteen, not That's Buffalo Springfield. <laughs> Buffalo Springsteen, got it. Um, mine is from U.S. Presidents. It's Jimmy McCarthy, I guess. Car- it's Jimmy Carter. Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Okay. I love Jimmy Carter. Well. Well, you want to trade? Because I don't know a lot about him. <laughs> Never mind. I know enough. <laughs> if I could have everyone's attention and some snaps of the fingers as we go into Poetry Corner. Oh, damn. Mm. So I'm going to go ahead and cue this music while both of you write a haiku okay. about your pick. i got to really focus. I have in the past been known to screw up haikus and limericks, and I did get the beat in iambic pentameter wrong that one time. Uh, (laughs) Haiku. And we're back. Cool. Cool indeed, Ben. Let's hear that haiku. I like how Jafar's poetry voice is basically just his evil voice, but with a little bit less range. (laughs) Normally I get to read the poetry, not be the open mic knight 
MC that I am now, fingers. Okay, so this is, I believe, the essence of Born in the USA. All right. Listen to the words. Born in the USA is not a campaign song. All right, all right. Chris? When does this guy sleep? Presidentin? Building homes? Watch that Jimmy go. Watch that Jimmy go indeed. Indeed. Mm. All right. Well, there can be only one winner at this mic night. Is this like a Highlander kind of shtick? Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. And it's going to be about nitpicking one of my number one campaign pet peeves. I can't say campaign in that voice. It's weird. It's <laughs> my, like my campaign peeves. <laughs> like I tried and just the accent killed it. Anyways, Ben wins. All right. What? Born of the USA is used by like, so many boomer politicians who do not know that song is incredibly anti-USA. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go and kill the yellow man. Yeah, that song is like, a, it's super Vietnam protest song, and people use it as a campaign song, and they very much shouldn't. Cool. Unless they mean to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless they mean to, I guess. That's a thing. All right. Well, Ben, you've got three points. All right. I've got two, and Chris has one, which puts Ben and I in the finals. I suppose it's only fair that I won the first one pretty handily so i should lose when it came back around so all right there's three criteria left on the table okay well i'm very excited for this my last one is a pick that i picked and yeah uh interestingly enough it is from cover songs okay so my unused pick from our first episode muses i'm feeling good my pick is also one of your picks. It's probably the one that you wanted me to have the least. Oh, no. Uh, from wrestlers, I've got Becky Lynch. Ooh, the man. Who's had a real solid career since our wrestlers uh, draft. Yeah. The last, what, eight months or nine months for her has been fantastic. Yes. She, I wouldn't have wanted you to have that at the, at the beginning of the year. I really don't want you to have it now. Yeah. <laughs> In a bleak, post-apocalyptic wasteland. Is it 20XX? 20XX plus XX. Oh no, that means the skanking banana can't save us. That could be 20XXX then. 20XXX. Ooh. PR. I don't know. Okay. Is Puerto Rico? The skies are gray because the sun does not come out anymore. But, what's that? The clouds are breaking. A bright, vibrant beam of sun shines down. Who is that descending down from on high? Reciting the most sacred of codes. R E S P E C T. Find out what it means to me. R E S P E C T. Aretha Franklin has come to save your can pick from the apocalypse 
Why are they worthy? Ben? I should I, just be, just, I need to make something clear. I'm, I have the start of a head cold. I can sing better than that. Yeah. I want to do Aretha some, <laughs> some good, some, some good respect. She's very, um, now she is singing in a heavenly choir of angels and sh- her voice is beyond reproach. And my, my earthly voice can only do so much glory. So <laughs> that was, that was shocking, Chris, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I appreciate that we're going out of our first year remembering our muse. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that she's coming back to save muse. Mm-hmm. So feeling good is probably my favorite muse song. Uh, I, I understand it's a cover, but I did some really cool stuff with it. And it is such a, like the Nina Simone version is so great. Mm-hmm. And yet they did something so cool and different with it and the song already it is a song that defied categorization because it is a song that even though it was originally released in i believe 1957 became a standard and typically standards are things from the 20s 30s and 40s and yet well after they were like dang this song just goes into every lounge singers act for forever and both versions of it are so great and the muse version of it is so great that i think aretha just had to come back to make sure it's remembered respect respect all right so um it's the apocalypse and um i'm gonna go ahead and imagine that Things have not been going well on Monday Night Apocalypse. <laughs> um, the ratings are down. Uh, no one's really enjoying the show anymore, probably because of all the death and destruction. Raw is literally war. Raw is literally <laughs> war, yes. Um, and so, uh, out of the blue comes... Hold, hold on. I'm making a lot of wrestling jokes right now that I know you're not entirely out on of, board with. Yeah, but there's the tonally out of the very desaturated blue because that's what the apocalypse is. Well, like. so what I was doing is I was making a joke about Raw being bad. Oh, because um, Raw's colors and are blue. Raw's no, colors red, and she's on oh. SmackDown, and it's blue. So she's coming out of the blue was a SmackDown joke. It, it was it was a pun. <laughs> most wrestlers would not have even gotten so yeah, it, it was it was in the okay. weeds i don't um, i don't feel i don't feel terrible you should, you not. should not you know that was that was deep in the weeds it's fine okay um so uh becky comes out of the albeit saturated because it's the apocalypse blue um to try and uh bring entertainment and smiles to people's faces in the drab it's the hardest wasteland the hardest that is um war on Mondays, uh, war is raw. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, and um, in doing so, uh, you know, she beats the crap out of a bunch of people who are terrible or just being misused. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Sometimes that's the case. Okay. Um, and uh, she gets bloodied up real bad in the process. Um, and she has to go and make her escape. And she stands surveying the scene broken nose blood running down her face as aretha comes and saves her back to 
the goodness of Tuesday nights. Oh, okay. This is kind of like a good place, bad place kind of dichotomy of the apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty common for apocalypses. Mm-hmm. I have one question for you, Juju Fair. Yeah. Does Aretha drop down on a cable and is her face all done up like the crow? Because <laughs> if you have a wrestler coming down to save somebody, is she going the full sting? I mean, Aretha doesn't need to go full sting, but being the master of respect that she is, she would show respect to the art form that she is participating in as an homage. <laughs> and I think she'd at the very least have a baseball bat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. This is really tough. Um, I don't envy which either of you guys had to judge our very first episode. Um, or judge the finale, I should I should say, of our first episode. And back then, you had to do a ton more judging. <laughs> yes, lots of judging. <laughs> lots of judging. Um, it was kind of... You got to watch as people were like, oh, oh, I might win this. Oh, no, he's no. not going to give it to me? Oh, I fucking hate him real bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've lost three in a row. Well, screw you. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that before I make my judgment um, that I think that the real winner um, in all of this is... All of us. This has been a fun year, man. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a really fun year. Also me, because I'm judging, and I really think that judging is kind of like the end-all be-all, so I'm going to say probably that I I feel like I've I've won more than either of you guys on this. But Okay, but who really won? So I don't know if you know this, but like half the time that Muse plays that song, Matt Bellamy gets shit faced drunk and does a really terrible job. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I they seem like a band that I'm really happy to only listen to their record or their studio <laughs> records. I think that I think that Aretha has a lot of respect for Muse as artists, but I think that Becky Lynch is is the chosen one. She's the man. Yep. Huzzah. So Jafer, what's it feel like? To finally win first place on our podcast. It's nice. I've done it before. I've done it a handful of times. You sure? Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. I don't know that I've ever beat Ben in the finals. That might be new. I, I don't know. It's rare enough that I make the finals. Yeah. <laughs> I Third pick. I got... I've... I've had to have had third place in it more than 50% of our episodes. Well, um, I noted... Um, I believe it was during the uh, was it fads draft that we uh, equaled out perfectly with our scores overall. Mm-hmm. With our points. With points. Um, I stopped keeping track after that draft, and it's been like 30 episodes. So Yeah. Whoops. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Neither did I <laughs> until a couple days ago when I'm all like, shit, what haven't we picked? <laughs> um, so... Uh, but I imagine it's not too bad. I mean, it's all perception, you know. The important thing is that you have fun, Ben. Yep. The important thing is that you have fun and that I won. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. This has been, we're all winners. Uh, it's been a lot of fun doing this podcast the last year. It has. And with that, we're done. <laughs> Just, I mean, we, we accomplished everything we wanted to. We can leave the bunker now, guys. Can we? Can we? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I guess we're going to go leave the bunker. Yep. I mean, okay, so let's just take This feels it, like a trap. Let's take a step back real quick. Have we or have we not arbitrated every potential conflict of pop cultural items against each other? Yes. We've come up with the solution to every question that you could possibly ask regarding two things that are roughly kind of nerdy or maybe are talked about by nerds. We've basically come up with um, a lexicon, a codex, of complete um, judgment and discernment. We know now that, you know, Joe Cocker beats everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know that uh, pushing people in front of trains is great. Um, that rockets are super cool. You guys can hop in with any of your memorable bits right now. What else have we found out? Um, um, that you shouldn't confuse stings. <laughs> no, you don't confuse stings. Don't confuse your stings. Yep. Uh, uh, that you guys do not appreciate my high sea captains as much as I did. Um, we learned that Captain Crunch can drink a whole lot of milk. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, I'm never getting that time back. <laughs> I literally watched every Captain Crunch video on YouTube. All right, well, I guess... Uh, we learned that balls was just a really weird topic. We learned <laughs> we learned that you can't make an entire episode out of a punchline. We learned that really recently. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything left for us really to, to figure out. I think we've done it all. I believe we're in agreement about everything, such as Bad Boys 2 is a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, wait, no. 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 No, no we're not in agreement, man. <laughs> God damn it. We have to do another goddamn year. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close to getting out of here. We just all had to agree on one thing, Ben. And now the door closed. Look, the door closed. You heard it perfectly when that sound effect played that was the door actually closing. Well, I think one thing we can agree on is thanks to the kickstand band for our theme song. That's mine. <laughs> He's gonna Chris, change it up. How many times do you steal the intro from Jafar? <laughs> but that's but that's also like that's my bit. <laughs> yeah. We do need a topic next week now. Well, you came in or yeah, you came in second. No, I came in second. You Wait, came in second. I man. came in second. Oh, great. Pick All a right. topic. I'm really excited. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while. We are going to draft N64 games. Okay. Shit, I never played. I didn't have one. <laughs> I had a PlayStation. All right, and 64 games next yes. week. Um, okay, so Chris. Thanks, as always, um, for one entire year of our theme song. Uh, after which, of course, we will have no music on our podcast ever. <laughs> it was great of them to be here behind us playing it live right now yes, as well. so great. Thank you, Gordon and Allison of the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. If you are particularly moved by this anniversary, go and buy their music. It's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Or just put on one of their Spotify albums. Just let it, let it ride. Just... Play it all day long. They'll get like seven cents for that. But if you do it every day, it adds up. It's true. I've, I've had it running in the background for like my whole life. So All right. And of course, uh, thank you for everyone who sent us an email at drafttheuniverse at gmail.com. 
feel free to uh, shoot us some emails with your favorite uh, memories from the last year, some stuff you really want us to look into, and uh, or just let us know that two of us are great and one of us should go. And as always, join the conversation on Facebook.com slash DraftTheUniverse, on Twitter at DraftTheVerse, which I checked after he said something last time and he totally had been updating for like a month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I've still not looked. And on either platform using the hashtag DraftTheUniverse. We'll see you next week, Internet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nope. Nope. No, we don't got it. No, we don't.